I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. This week, we're going to be talking about a character who you've probably seen named Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, one of the most iconic video game characters of all time. That's right. He's everywhere, it seems. He's been in movies and TV. He's got dozens of his own games and has been a part of other games as a feature character and a cameo. Sonic is a staple character from the 1990s and early 2000s. Yes, and he's still really popular today. In fact, they came out with a movie about Sonic the Hedgehog, which is live action except for Sonic himself, who is 3D animated, in 2020. Ezra, you saw it, right? Yes, it was one of the last films to be in a theater before COVID occurred. Oh, wow. And what did you think of it? I thought it was incredible, and I like how it was interesting that when the trailer was released, there was backlash because of Sonic's poorly made design, so they had to change him to make him look more accurate to the video game character. Oh, really? So when they aired the original trailer, he looked different than how he looked in the feature film? Yes, because a lot of negative backlash, they thought the way he's designed was just poorly designed and creepy, so they wanted to make him look more like the actual Sonic. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. I In reading about the history of Sonic, it seems like there's been a lot of debate over how Sonic should look as a character. You know, when you come out with the same character in different versions of different games, they're going to have to change a little bit to suit the technology and to suit the console and to suit the software and all these different things. But Sonic's character has to remain consistent, and that's something that the designers always tried to do. So that's interesting that the public backlash really made a difference for the movie. Yeah, I know. Did you think that he looked accurate to the character that you remember playing when you were a kid? Yes, I think he did, yeah. I thought so too. I thought they did an especially good job of, in the movie, making his ball when he's going super fast accurate to how he looks in the video games as well. I know. Cool. Anyway, so before we get too far into Sonic, we should go ahead and do our intro segment, which is going to be a word of the day. It's time for word of the day, new words. You can say new words for your rhymes and for your wordplay. By the time you leave this video, you'll be smarter than you was before. And today's word of the day is a fun one. It's MacGuffin. Ezra, can you give us the definition of a MacGuffin? It's an object or device that is necessary to the plot of the motivation or characters, but insignificant, unimportant, and irrelevant in itself. Yeah, so it's an object or goal or some kind of inciting concept that will make the plot of the story happen and that gives the audience something to care about. But intrinsically, it doesn't have that much importance and we usually forget about it by the end of the movie or film or story or whatever it is. So this is relevant for today because we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog and what is Sonic the Hedgehog trying to do? Well, I know his goal is to defeat Robotnik, his arch enemy. Yeah, and Robotnik has a goal of collecting the emeralds, right? Yeah. These emeralds that control powers. So you might not even really know what those emeralds are because they're so unimportant throughout the course of the game, but... In the original story of Sonic, that's what he's trying to do, is he's trying to prevent Robotnik from getting a hold of these emeralds. And that actually becomes more prominent in the upcoming film about Sonic the Hedgehog. But 
To better explain what a MacGuffin is, Ezra, what are some other examples of a MacGuffin that you can think of? Uh, from like Monty Python. The Holy Grail, yeah. What else? Or several Disney films of icon objects, like the Poison Apple and Snow White, the Glass Slipper and Cinderella, or the Magic Lamp and Aladdin, or the uh, Rose and Beauty and the Beast. Precisely. Yeah, these are all kind of inconsequential objects that wind up being unbelievably consequential for the characters because they incite the plot line. So this term was originally coined by Alfred Hitchcock for his films. He said that he started using this word in reference to a story that he heard about some passengers who are on a train and they asked one of the passengers who's carrying a big box what the strange looking package is. And the yeah. package owner says it contains a MacGuffin, which is used to catch tigers in the Scottish Highlands. And the group protests and says that there are no tigers in the Scottish Highlands. And and the guy says, oh, well, then it must not be a MacGuffin. So you can kind of see the correlation there. But essentially, Alfred Hitchcock took that use of the word MacGuffin and applied it to whenever he had a mysterious object or goal that would drive the narrative and consequence of the story forward. Got it. There's your word of the day. Watch for MacGuffins when you're watching movies and films. See if you can spot them. And let's go ahead and move into our feature presentation, Ezra. Yeah. So Sonic the Hedgehog, the original game was first released in 1991 for Sega Genesis. Yes, and the Sega Genesis was a console, correct? Yeah. So... For those who don't know what that means, it's similar to a Nintendo PlayStation or Sony PlayStation or a Nintendo DS. It's the thing that allows you to play the game, basically. Sega, which is a Japanese company, had their own console called the Genesis. I know. In recent years, they have reproduced that console for nostalgic video game fans. What was unique about the Genesis, Ezra? Um how graphics at the time for games were starting to look more realistic. Wow. And was it primarily 2D graphics though, right? Yes, but they were already starting to become next level for more better graphics today in video games. Got it. And so what was the original intention of developing Sonic the Hedgehog as a character? He was fast and he's, and he's a hedgehog who's blue. Which most hedgehogs aren't actually blue right no though they're not blue in real life but this character is yeah and i read that his white and red shoes were inspired by the cover of michael jackson's album bad which is a fun fact <laughs> oh wow what else was notable about sonic the hedgehog when he first came out ezra uh it started like about a decade after nintendo's donkey kong and original super mario brothers yeah, so he became the Sega character to compete with Mario, who was dominating as the mascot of Nintendo. Yes, Sega did other games too that weren't nearly as famous, such as Super Monkey Ball. Have you played that game before, Ezra? I think I have. 
I have not. But I know that Sega had these other games that had characters, but the characters weren't as iconic as Sonic the Hedgehog was. So they put a lot of energy into developing Sonic as a character so that he could become a franchise. Yeah, that's right. The way that Mario did. I know. Can you walk us through sort of the history of how Sonic games developed, Ezra? Yeah, like Sonic the Hedgehog original game was first released in 1991. It was a a critical and commercial success. It was. And the success made it earn a sequel, which came out just a year later. So pretty quickly. And that was Sonic the Hedgehog 2, correct? Yes. Followed shortly thereafter by Sonic the Hedgehog 3? Mm, I think then there was Sonic the Hedgehog CD when CDs for video games were becoming a thing. So you mean video games were suddenly able to be put on CDs as opposed to tapes? Yes. And this was a console which was available from 1981 until 1986 called Sega CD. Gotcha. So it was produced by Sega. I know that Sega also included Sonic the Hedgehog when it sold the Genesis. So basically when you bought that console, you automatically got the game, which was a pretty controversial decision at the time because they were giving away the software that people were willing to pay money for. But it ultimately succeeded. The risk they took did well because so many people bought the console, which was more expensive, for the game. I see. Interesting. Yeah. Because most consoles they do nowadays, like Nintendo or Xbox or PlayStation, it comes with the game when you purchase it. Yeah. So they kind of started that. And it was it was a big risk, but it was a brilliant decision in the end. It really helped. So the companies could be profitable. Exactly. And so how was Sonic adapted to different games and different types of games, Ezra? Like racing games, like go-kart, like Sonic's own version of like Mario Kart and things like that. Mm-hmm. I know Sonic also did a Endless Runner game similar to, uh, do you remember the game Temple Run? Yes. And also Minion Rush, the Despicable Me game. Yep. Sonic also did a pinball game. Yeah, he's, he's become on all like all different kinds of video game platforms. Yeah. And one of the traditions as Sega has partnered with different companies, and specifically the Sonic team that developed out of that original crew from Sega, um, one of the things that's, that's special about them developing different Sonic games is that they add all of these new characters to the Sonic games. Like Knuckles the Echidna, Tails the Fox... Yeah, Tails is Sonic's kind of right-hand man. He's a two-tailed fox who can fly. Yeah, that's right. However, Ezra, do you think that the villains remain pretty consistent throughout the Sonic games? Yes, like Eggman, who wants to get his revenge. Also known as Mr. Robotnik. I know, and he has a mustache. (laughs) He does. And And a red suit. Yeah, and he is aiming for world domination, basically. Just your classic villain goal of world domination. Yes, there, there, there was a Sonic show, the first Sonic animated show from 1993 until 1996. What was the plot of that? I think it had Sonic along with Tails on some adventures. and But there was a Sonic the Hedgehog two-part movie released in 1996. Oh, was it animated? Yes, it was. It was a TV film. Gotcha. So it wasn't a feature. There was also another Sonic show at the time from 1993 until 1994. There was 
a, a new Sonic show in the 2000s called Sonic X that was on from 2003 until 2006. And then another one, which was computer animated called Sonic Boom, which was on from 2014 until 2017. Got it. So Sonic has definitely seen some previous non-video game media, huh? I know. And that makes sense because he was so popular late in the 90s and the early 2000s. He just blew up everywhere. Do you remember the commercial campaign with McDonald's that Sonic did? Sonic was on the boxes of hundreds of thousands of kids meals that were sold from McDonald's in the early 2000s. Oh, yes, I remember. I remember that too. McDonald's Happy Meal. Yeah. So Sonic partnered with that. Sonic partnered with Hershey's. They partnered with Campbell's Soup. They put Sonic everywhere. And at one point, I read that Sonic was more recognizable to children in the U.S. than Mickey Mouse was. Huh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. So he was a huge deal. He was even a giant balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes, I remember that. What do you like most about Sonic, Ezra? He's cool. He's fast. He's funny. He's lovable. Did you feel like when you watched the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie that as a fully developed character in the movie, he did justice to the character in the beloved video games? Yes, I agree. Gotcha. And later this year, there's going to be a new Sonic show for Netflix. Oh, gotcha. So the new show is accompanying the second Sonic the Hedgehog film? Well, not necessarily, though, but it's coming sometime later this year. Got it. What can we expect from the second Sonic the Hedgehog film? Mm, there to be more action packed, and, and it, I know it. Tails is in it, and so is Knuckles, the Echidna. They're in it as well. Yeah, so Knuckles is kind of a frenemy of Sonic. In different games, he's an ally, but in most of the games, he's Sonic's enemy. I know, like same with Shadow the Hedgehog, or some other characters. Like there's that pink lady who's an ally to Sonic. Amy Rose, and also Vector the Crocodile, who's also a friend of Sonic. Yeah, so those are some of the characters that they developed for Sonic in different games who have kind of stuck around. But in the trailers for the second Sonic film, it looks like Knuckles is under the control of Eggman. So he is indeed a villain in the film. But Tails is in the film as support for Sonic. So they can work together. Yeah, I know which will be fun to see. I'm looking forward to see how they animate Tails flying with his two tails. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I know Sonic appeared in a lot of media. Yeah. He appeared in Wreck-It Ralph, I know. In its sequel, Ralph Breaks the Internet as one of the many video game cameo characters created for those movies. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog has also appeared as a crossover with other characters for instance, he has appeared with Mario in, in some games about the Olympics. Yeah, in Sochi in 2014. He did that before, I think, like, he did in a few games where you appeared with Sonic. And he did appear in a limited time event in the game Angry Birds Epic, one of the games in the Angry Birds franchise. Oh, cool. And recently, Sonic appears has appeared in Candy Crush Saga. Oh, Sonic even made it into Candy Crush. Oh, and also Minecraft as well. So Sonic really is everywhere. I know, that's right. Sonic is almost a reflection of how video games have developed over the last 25 years. Yeah, I know. Well, almost 30. I know Sonic has even appeared as an Easter egg in Google. 
Oh, cool. He's appeared in shows. He's appeared in a lot of things and referenced in many various shows and films. He's everywhere. He's also appeared in, I forgot to mention, Ready Player One. Cool. Yeah, so Sonic is definitely a reflection of how video games have developed over the last 30 years and how successful a franchise can be despite having taken that risk early on of selling the game with the console. And it's funny because Sega actually wound up later ending its development of consoles and just focusing on software, which is why you can find Sonic in all these other types of games like the PlayStation and the Xbox. Yes, I know. And Sonic has also had internet popularity, especially with memes. Definitely, definitely. He's just so iconic. He's He really is everywhere, which is cool to see. I've seen him also as like, in like funny comedy series like Annoying Orange and in, in those like remixes they do called YouTube Poop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's such a recognizable character that you can just put him in any media and people will know what you're talking about, which is really, really cool. So let's go ahead and wrap up our conversation about Sonic and move into our trivia questions. Yeah. trivia question from last week was what is the name of the pet that Cosmo and Wanda adopt late in the Fairly Odd Parents animated series? The answer is Sparky, the, who is the fairy dog. Sparky the fairy dog. Sparky's a pretty common name for dogs, but it was indeed the name of Cosmo and Wanda's pet. So there you go. And this week's trivia question will be about Sonic the Hedgehog. The franchise. Yes. How many games has Sonic been in? Know the answer? We'll give out the answer in the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.